Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 351. As part of the Christmas money I got, I decided to finally pick up a game that has been on my wish list for quite a while, which is Divinity Original Sin 2. And because I enjoyed it so much, based on many of the design choices the developers made, I also decided to go ahead and pick up the early access of Baldur's Gate 3. So I will be talking quite a bit about design choices by Larian Studios and common elements between the two games and a little bit of differences. I think there's more uh, in common than not. If you are worried about Baldur's Gate 3 spoilers, I won't say anything in specific in regards to uh, quests or choices. And if you're watching the video version, the footage I will use has pretty much already been shown or it will be a sort of generic footage that can take place kind of at any point in your play and it too uh, should not contain any spoilers and just to be extra safe I'll probably block out any uh, conversation options from the video. Hopefully you'll enjoy the show. As I said, Divinity Original Sin 2 has been on my wish list probably since about launch. Uh, I think it was about two years ago. One of the reasons I've been hesitant to pick it up is that I never got the first game, so I wasn't uh, familiar with the studio, but also that its art style looks very similar to what I remember Neverwinter Nights looking like, uh, which launched about 20 years ago. So I've been kind of hesitant because it felt... A very old in terms of how it looked to me. And I thought that wouldn't uh, play very well in terms of uh, my liking it or not. As I said, I got some extra donation and gift money for Christmas. And this dropped on sale to about 20 bucks. So I did go ahead and grab it then. And I'm very happy I did. I would now say that Larian Studios is among my current favorite developers. Although that feeling that it looks like a much older game than it is never really goes away, as you play it and see the systems and character creation options, you can quickly see where it has been influenced by pen and paper gaming such as D&D. It does have a great deal of modern game design flexibility, as well as quite a lot of flair on its own. Characters are basically classless, as you can build your character how you like, but it is a good idea to try and stick to a few ability lines and set yourself sort of a direction for the character if you are uh, making your own character and not choosing uh, one of their pre-built characters. Ideally, you'll want to choose companions who work well together, and there are quite a few to choose from. But really what has made me a huge fan of the developers is their deep story and lore. I quickly became interested in all of what they refer to as the origin characters' backstories, 
and I'm intrigued by their past and interested to see where their story goes. I think of all of the characters that I was introduced to, I only felt like one or two were kind of meh, and the rest uh, were quite interesting. You can only take uh, three in your party, four if you play as one of them. So that means that you'll have to play at least twice if you want to see uh, most of them, and really three times if you want to see all of them. At least I think. Uh, off the top of my head, my brain is remembering that there are like eight. Although don't fret too much, because through most of the start of the game, you can change your characters up uh, as you like. And I think it was probably not until about six or eight hours in that I reached the sort of cutoff point where you have to uh, stick with the ones that you put in your party and the rest are uh, no longer accessible. As a side note, that's also the point you get access to being able to respec your character. Not only can you completely respec if you made a custom one, but you can also respec your companions. And doing so is quick and easy and free. And as far as I know, uh, you can do it as many times as you want. You just have to go back to that one spot where there's sort of a, a respec machine. Some of the loot items that you pick up will have special abilities though, as well as sometimes boosting skill lines. So it's entirely possible that you can use skills from lines that your characters haven't even spent points to get. So there is quite a bit of customization you can do as well as quite a lot of flexibility in how you build. Gameplay is basically from a sort of two-thirds perspective. You can get pretty close to your group or pretty far. There's also what they call a tactical camera, which is almost straight down on the party, but I really almost never used it. In the game, you are basically running around in a high fantasy type setting, trying to figure out where this mysterious power you have came from, as well as solve various quests along the way to become more powerful. Invariably, when you get into a fight, it will move into turn-based combat, again, much like D&D, where a lot of their inspiration seems to have come from, and it shares other aspects as well, such as having an initiative track, and then following that initiative uh, down the line as you go through your turns. Again, there is a ton of lore and story that you go through along the way, and so you're pretty much going from story to story as you're figuring out this uh, overall larger story. Though I would say that playing on classic difficulty can be brutally hard. You have to basically have good gear and not fight at all, sort of above your level, and often it's ideal to sort of fight enemies that are lower level than you and, you know, specifically avoid certain areas to make that happen. Thankfully, there are two uh, lower difficulty settings below classic difficulty, so you should be able to find one that matches uh, the difficulty that makes you most happy, I guess you could say. If you were ever interested in a D&D-like story, I would highly recommend Divinity Original Sin 2.
This next section will be discussing Baldur's Gate 3, so if you 100% want to avoid any kind of spoilers, skip to the end of the podcast. But again, don't worry, I'm not going to say any spoiler type stuff, really. I'm just going to talk about it in general game mechanic kind of ways. And again, note, uh, if you are watching the video of this, I'll use more sort of open generic areas or footage that has already been shown, and I will block out uh, any text blocks so that you don't get any of those kind of spoilers. One of the reasons why my interest in Divinity Original Sin 2 has increased lately was because that Larian Studios is working on Baldur's Gate 3, which is based in 5th edition D&D, so I thought I'd get a better idea of what to expect from Baldur's Gate 3 by looking uh, sort of back to Divinity 2. When I saw how much Divinity 2 was pulling me into story and lore, I decided to go ahead and do a pre-pre-pre-pre-pre-order of Baldur's Gate 3, since it had recently hit uh, sort of a bigger phase of early access just a few months ago. I thought I'd give it uh, just a little bit of a peek, uh, plan my build, because often, even though uh, you might be like me and you might be very familiar with 5th edition D&D, you know, video game translations are going to be a little bit different uh, than how you'd play in person, and some builds you like uh, may or may not work better for video games. So I figured I could plan my build some uh, with that, see how the game looked overall, and sure, maybe I'll play evil, so that way I run into less uh, dialogue options that I would be uh, repeating once I get to the actual release game. And boy, I discovered that I actually love this even more than Divinity 2. The UI has quite a bit of improvement over Divinity 2 that both help functionality as well as making it look a lot more modern. Overall, everything looks a lot more like a game made in modern times instead of something which is, you know, like I said, about 20 years old which I think has a lot to do with the detail level of the characters as well as the camera distance. It has a far zooming out distance that's roughly the same as Divinity 2, but with Baldur's Gate 3 you can pull in much closer, and as the camera gets really close, it will pan and tilt sort of to an MMO, almost over-the-shoulder style position. Weirdly, even with this greater level of detail, the engine seems to run a lot smoother than Divinity 2. Now, I'm on pretty recent hardware, so I can't say for sure, but I would say if you can run Divinity 2, you should have no problems running Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Character interaction and dialogue is where I really get pulled in, even much more so than Divinity 2. NPCs are fully voiced, just like in Divinity 2. However, here we zoom into medium and close-up shots when they're speaking, sort of in a traditional film A-B shot, as they call it, where it goes one character and then it'll switch camera to the other character. And it makes it feel a lot more cinematic, and I guess I feel a lot more connected and invested in the characters. Also, facial animations are quite insane in terms of being able to clearly see emotion and sometimes even micro-expressions, such as a character raising a single eyebrow or curling their lips just a bit. So you not only get to sort of hear their tone and inflection in their voice, 
but you get to also see a lot of their facial expressions and animation of that uh, same emotion. There's actually a video you can see online that shows how they scan uh, real-life people in basically a 3D sort of surrounded cage that captures them from multiple angles. Combat will feel very familiar if you've played Divinity 2, as many of the controls and sort of quick keys are exactly the same. Also, if you're familiar with 5th edition D&D, it will also feel familiar because it has that same kind of turn-based style that you are familiar with from pen and paper. And if you have played 5th edition D&D but haven't played Divinity 2, you will still feel pretty familiar with the systems as they're pretty easy to pick up and understand. Similar to Divinity 2, there are many origin characters, and you can pick one of them to play or uh, you can create your own. And again, all of their backstories seem really cool and interesting. It seems like you don't have as much to worry about in terms of missing their backstory as you do with Divinity 2. When you're doing a long rest and you're at camp for the night, it seems all of the characters are there. So you can catch up in conversations with the ones that weren't in your party in the evening and see how they feel about uh, various events that happened during the day. There is a new system though in place, and during conversations and options where you have different choices you can make, these companions will either like or dislike those choices, and apparently some could even dislike or disagree with you enough to the point where they will actually leave that camp, and from that point on you will lose access to that character. I am very much looking forward to the final release of Baldur's Gate 3. While I had intended to just take a quick peek, I rapidly became super interested in playing like I normally would, because all the characters are so interesting, I really wanted to see where their story was going. It was very hard for me to stop playing, and I actually know there's some more left I could still see, especially if I played through again with different characters. But I'm going to uh, resist and save that for launch. If you liked Divinity 2, or you like 5th edition D&D, I highly recommend you keep an eye on Baldur's Gate 3. I do have some notes uh, about the current state of early access, since it is uh, you know, early access and it's not finished or not polished. Similar to Divinity 2, playing on the default difficulty can be very brutal. I don't know if this is something related to missing features of early access. Like, as example, one of the things Rogue is missing is that its sneak attack does not scale with level. Normally, as you go up in levels, it will increase in how many d6s it does. In this early access, it only does 1d6, period. doesn't matter if you're first level or fourth level. It will only add an additional d6. So I know there's some missing damage from that. There are also missing races, missing classes, missing subclass options. So your options are fairly limited. I also don't know how much they expect you to be familiar with 5th edition and play with a completely optimal group. So be careful with that. I think most people will probably want to turn it down uh, one notch lower than the base difficulty because of that. 
Also note that there are some bugs and missing animations in terms of voice syncing. As an example, sometimes a character will say a line and there's zero facial animation for it. Or sometimes they will uh, just have a bug, like once I was talking to a character and they were supposed to be holding a goblet, but it was kind of hovering uh, horizontally near their hand. So there are some minor bugs like that. The main character you play is supposed to be fully voiced. However, my character had no voice in conversation at all. They do have their uh, barks, as they call them, which are what they say when they're walking sort of out of a conversation, then they just make a random comment about something. Those are in, but it seems strange that they have no uh, voice in conversation. You'll be used to that if you play Divinity 2, but again, uh, for Baldur's Gate 3, they are supposed to be fully voiced. The big thing for early access right now is that any progress you do will not carry over, which is not entirely unsurprising for early access. So whatever you do, you will have to do it again. This also might apply for uh, further phases of early access. Uh, we don't know, because the only time that stops is when it gets uh, pretty close to release, usually. Also, only the first act is in. I don't know how far it goes, but I got to a point where I was fighting things that would effectively TPK my group uh, pretty much in one round. So maybe I was in the wrong place. Uh, maybe I was somewhere I wasn't supposed to be yet. Maybe I was uh, under-leveled compared to what I should have been because of you know just limits with the early access. I don't know. For those of you not familiar with TPK, what that means is a total party kill, which is used in pen and paper gaming for when you go into an encounter and all of the players uh, die. Not so much a big deal in a video game as you just load up your last save point, but for pen and paper gaming, it's usually uh, the end of that game uh, campaign. So I would definitely recommend Baldur's Gate 3, but I'm not sure everyone who will play it at launch would want to jump into early access. I did it to see if I would like sort of the general feel of it, as well as to sort of plan out my character build. And I love it, but a lot of the options just aren't in the game yet. So I don't know uh, how helpful it will be to m many others uh, in similar positions. Like in video games like this, I will tend to split between uh, Rogue and Fighter. And currently there is no multi-classing at all, so that's not even an option. But also the subclasses I would want for Rogue and Fighter are also not in. So neither of those options uh, would be ideal for me. So I had to look at a different subclass for Rogue than I would normally play, and I had no uh, fighter subclass split. So it was good and uh, at the same time not ideal for using as a sort of character planner for me, at least in its current phase. But I have the pre-order, so it's already ordered. I love what I saw and I can't wait for more. But we all have to keep waiting, because it currently does not have a planned release date. I am hoping for some time this year, but I don't know uh, what their plans are. 
So that's it for this week's rambling. I don't really have any news this time. The only real thing to remind people about is uh, Outriders has the open demo coming on February 25th, I think. So watch out for that. Things have been uh, pretty bad for me lately. I did get that big boost uh, for Christmas, so I got some nice presents. And I got uh, some of the more important bills taken care of. But things have been a little uh, unstable and unsafe feeling uh, for me lately. My health has gotten really bad. So I'm kind of back to uh, freaking out uh, quite a bit and feeling very shaken and worried a lot of the time. And right now the weather has gone back to being uh, ridiculously cold. I think today peaked at barely 50 Fahrenheit. And the last couple of days have averaged like 45 which I know uh, for many of you is not that cold, but last week I think it had started to peak up to about 70 to 75, I think was the highest I saw. So it seemed like we were coming uh, back out of winter, but now it's plummeted way back down and uh, we're right back into the cold. And I'll probably have to uh, cut this ending pretty quick because I'm starting to get uh, very cold and shivery as I record this. So things have... Uh, not been the best for me uh, emotionally or physically lately. But I'm trying my best uh, to continue to hang on. Uh, you know, that's all we can do. And I don't know uh, what I'll talk about next time. But, you know, again, that's three weeks from now. So I have a little while to uh, figure it out. I guess that will be just a bit after Valentine's Day. Which I don't uh, usually say Happy Valentine's Day to people. Usually I kind of forget. But Happy Valentine's Day people and I guess I will see everybody hopefully uh, just after that and so hopefully I'll see everybody next time okay thanks bye You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbit's ramblings dot html. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons attribution non-derivatives license 2021.